So we're going to talk about today Romans chapter 10. Let's go there. Just one verse. Romans chapter number 10. And we're going to look at one verse, and that's verse number 17. Romans chapter 10, verse number 17. This is what happens when you go into a ministry and they're not preaching to you the gospel of Christ. You can't get faith. So I want you to understand this. Out of all the things that faith make happen in our lives, you don't sit on a ministry that teach you the gospel of Christ. You can't get faith. You just playing games. You just going to church. Religion, traditional men, because you don't have faith. You don't have faith, you cannot receive the Holy Spirit. You don't have faith, you cannot receive eternal life. Everything that God has for you, you got to have faith to get it. So today, we're going to talk about today in Romans chapter 10 and verse number 17, uh, just one verse. It says, so then, we're going to come back to this camera right here. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now, I'm going to read that same thing out of the NLT. Um, well, I just tell you, NLT, uh, also, we gotta, we're not going to do the contemporary today. The contemporary English version tell you that you cannot receive faith unless the gospel of Christ is preached. I'm going to read that out of Romans chapter 10 out of the NLT. Romans 10, 17. You cannot. So if you go into the church where they're not preaching to you the gospel of Christ, you cannot get faith. The only way you can get faith is by hearing the gospel of Christ. That's the only way you can get faith. All right. So Romans chapter 10 and verse number 17. I have the NLT. Just one verse. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes, it's on the screen. So faith comes from hearing. That is, hearing the good news about Christ. Well, if I'm not preaching to you Christ, how are you going to get faith? That's what's going on in churches. They're not preaching to you Christ. The only way you're going to get faith is the gospel has to be preached to you. The gospel of Christ. All right? Now, let's go in just one verse this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. So we're going to talk about how do I get faith? Because we know all the things the Bible says what faith does, but how do I get it? Now, this is an awesome message. I say it's 43 years of ministry. This is probably the greatest message that I've ministered. Because if all this other stuff don't matter that you're talking about if you don't know how to get faith. See, I know how faith works. Faith working by love. But if you don't have faith, you don't have to worry about love. See, you got people talking about sin. It's not what you need to talk about. You need to be talking about how to get faith. All right. So 
Romans chapter 10, verse 17, so then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word. Not just one time, hearing and hearing and hearing by the word is how you get faith. Not only, and I'm going to show you, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse, I'm, I'm not going to read all this, I'm just going to read verse 5. I did it on the 9 o'clock teaching. So in 1 Corinthians, uh, we're talking chapter number 3, when Paul gave us the foundation that Jesus Christ is the foundation. Now remember, Paul is the person who laid the foundation. Remember, and now we are building on that foundation. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 5, who then is Paul and who is Apollos? Those are the people I talked about this morning. Who is Paul, who is Apollos, by whom you believe? They're just ministers by whom you believe. So we have to understand that word whom you believe is how you receive faith. They are just ministers of how you receive faith. That's what they are. So that's what 1 Corinthians chapter 3 says in verse 5. Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you believe are ministers by whom you receive faith. Even as the Lord gave to every man. All right, the Lord gave to every man. Yeah, but let me show you something. In Romans chapter 12, the, God gave you faith. But if, you don't, if I don't preach Christ, you'll never get it. See, what God gave you and what you have is two different words. See, God has dealt to every man. That's your inheritance. But if I don't preach Christ, you can't get it. Romans chapter number 12. And this is what happened. People that go to church and they might hear the word, oh, I, I heard that, that, that mentality. They, they won't listen no more. And they don't understand faith did not come just because you heard. Faith come by hearing, watch this, and hearing. So that's why you have a person. I'm going to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 in a moment show you that. Because you have a person that preached the seed to you. And that's my job. I'm planting the word. But then you got to understand that word got to be watered. So when you hear it again, it's called watering the word. All right, that's why I said if you're going to minister to this church, you got to know what I preach. Yes, you don't have no message. The message comes through the messenger. I'm the one that show the word. You water the word. So if you go out and you talk to somebody about Christ, if they go to this church or ever, have, ever, have to come, ever came to this church, then what's going on, you watering that word. So don't be moved because you're watering the word. You say, oh, they still didn't get saved. You got to understand something. A seed is what we're going to look at today. The seed got to be, I'm planting the seed. Always think about the seed. The seed is Christ. There's only one seed. And I'm planting the word in your heart, and you're going to water that word, or somebody else in the family is going to water the word. And then one day, that word is going to do what? It's going to come forth. God going to give the increase. All right, so here we go. Romans chapter number 12 and verse 3. I say through the grace given to me, Paul says, to every man that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has, that's your, that's your inheritance. He has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So God has given to you the measure of faith, just like he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly place in Christ. But why are we not walking in that? That's what faith does in your life. I start I, this morning. I'm going to go back to what I left off this morning. And this is what I said to you this morning. 
I said, faith is your spiritual ears. E-A-R-S. And I gave you Proverbs 20 and 12. So let's go back there. We're just going to pick up where we left off this morning. We got a lot of information. Uh, Proverbs chapter number 20 and verse 12. So I got to understand what God has given me. See, God dealt to every man the measure of faith. Why did he give me faith? He also gave me grace. So I got to know what the faith is for. Faith is the access to grace. So we taught that in this ministry. Uh, uh, Proverbs 20 and 12 says, The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord hath made both of them. Well, we have to know what the ear is. The ear is faith. God gave you faith so you can hear him. He gave you faith so you can believe him. He gave you faith so you can receive his word. See, if you don't have faith, you can't believe God. If you don't have faith, you can't even hear God. If you got faith, if you don't have faith, you cannot believe, receive, or hear God. And we're going to show you the word. Jesus, even Jesus taught that same principle. So Proverbs 20, 20 and 12 said, the hearing ear and the seeing eye. Remember, the eye is the heart. That's why you see with your heart, and that's why you hear with your ear. Your ear is your faith. Your eye is your heart. So that's why Paul taught about the spiritual body. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He told you the spiritual body. So you have to understand, just like there's a natural body, there's a spiritual body. And that's why you have the five members of the spiritual body, just like you have five members of the natural body. You have eyes in your spiritual body, ears in your... He went through that. I'm going to go through it and show it to you. So if you got the ear, what you got the ear for? To hear. See? So you have eyes for seeing. See, all of that is what we're going to go to. Somebody can find it if they want to. It's in my notes, but you can find it. I think at 1 Corinthians 12, we might teach that there. All right, now, let's go to work. So, Paul, let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, because I want to show you that. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul's told you in verse 5 that the, what, what Apollos and Paul came to do. Came so you can have faith. So you have to understand our main reason to preach the word is so you can have faith. Without faith, you can't please God. Without faith, you are not acceptable. That's what it means when it says without faith, Hebrew 11 and 6, we're not going to go through that, that's the scripture. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Otherwise, you are not acceptable to God. See, when God gives you his righteousness, he makes you acceptable. And that's why the Bible said we are acceptable in the beloved. So when you're in Christ, God has accepted you. But you got to understand something. If you don't use your faith, he cannot allow it to work. So you cannot get nothing from God without faith. You can't just pray without faith. If you don't understand how to pray, see, if you ever learn something from me, learn it today. You are in the dispensation of grace. You are not asking God for nothing. 
Let, let me go to Matthew 7. I talked about it a little bit this morning. Look at Matthew. I talked about Luke. Let's go to Luke 6.38 first. And let's go to Matthew 7. You're going to pull both of those together. Get your Bible. You're going to pull two scriptures together. Matthew chapter number 7 and Luke uh, 6.38. See, you have to understand, you are in the gospel of the kingdom. Most people, most people teaches the gospel of the kingdom. They don't know that's what they're teaching. Because in the gospel of the kingdom, you're trying to make kingdom laws work or the laws of the kingdom. See, they are laws of the kingdom. And you have to understand this is not grace. Grace is the finished work of God. Grace, you're not trying to get God to do nothing. You can't use no shell. You can't use you can't be asking God to do anything under grace. So if you're praying and asking God to do something, you don't understand grace. You're supposed to be thanking him. So every time, that's why I said to you, the greatest thing you can see in this service while I'm ministering is thank you, Lord. Because everything that God has done is already finished. So you get ready to pray. This is how you pray. Father, I thank you for your healing. I thank you for your help. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. Lord, your word said, past tense, that you took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Your word said you were wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was on you, Lord, and with your strife we were healed. It's already been done. So you are reminding God of his word. You are thanking him for what he's already done. Now, when you're doing that, you are working with the Holy Spirit because now you're working with faith. And I'm going to show you when you do that, then the power began to operate in your life. Write these down, Ephesians 3.20. See, every time I say something, write it down. Write something down, Ephesians 3.20. Philippians 2.13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Romans 1, 15 through 17. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. See, we're gonna, we'll go through that. I want to make sure we go through those. So Luke chapter 6, verse 38 on the King James. Luke 6, 38. Watch what it says. Give... And it shall be given you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men given to your bosom. For with the same measure you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. See, that's what people are trying to do in the kingdom. They, 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 in Christ, they're trying to give so it can be given to them. Now, God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Watch, let's read what, what we have in 2 Corinthians first. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. See, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, you give according as God has blessed you. It's not given, it shall be given you. See, people don't understand. You've you got to understand your covenant. This is the dispensation of grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. We're just going to read it through. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 says, But I say he was so sparingly. Now, he's not talking about giving money. Because if you listen real good, he's going to tell you the next verse. As a matter of fact, let's read it, how it says it. Uh, hold your finger there. Let's go to Galatians chapter 6. 
Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7 and verse 8. Then we come back to 2 Corinthians 9 and 6. So you have to be able to put the word together. You just can't take something out and, and place it over and say that's what he says. You, you got to know what he meant. Understand it is what you're looking for. So Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7 says, Be not deceived. There it is. Be not deceived. God not mocked. Watch this. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Read the next verse. Read the next verse, please. For he that soweth to his flesh. He's not talking about money. He's talking about the way you live your life. If you live your life in the flesh, you're going to die. But if you live your life in the spirit, you're going to live. See, that's what that's, what that's saying. Be not deceived, God not mocked. Whatever a man sow, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh, I'm going to show you in Romans 8, 13, we go there next. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit of the spirit, he's going to reap life everlasting. Now let's go to Romans chapter number 8 and verse 13. Then we come back to 2 Corinthians 9. So you got to know how to, how to drive. Just because you got license don't mean you can drive. Romans chapter 8, verse 13. Start verse 12, back up to 12, one verse. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. See, now he's telling you, if you live after the flesh, you're going to die. See, all these the same thing. But if you through the spirit do modify the deeds of the body, you should live. See, he's telling you how you're going to live. If you walk after the flesh, you're going to die. If you live after the flesh, you're going to die. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to die. If you sow to the spirit, you live your life out of the spirit, you're going to live. See, you got to get the revelation of the word. Now, let's go to 2 Corinthians again, chapter 9. See, you got to be able to put the word together. You just can't just take one scripture and say, I got it. That's not how this works. That's why the people who used to study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John didn't understand how to study the word. It's four books. It's only one Jesus, but there are four books. Matthew talked about him, anybody know how? When you read Matthew, he talked about him as the king. I heard somebody, wave your hand. As the king, thank you, brother. Mark talked about him as the servant. See, if you don't have these in your Bible, you need to be putting, in the Matthew, put king. Mark put servant. Because he. In Mark, he, there's no genealogy. A servant don't have a genealogy. Matthew, he's a king. He has a genealogy. How did he get to be king? They're going to give you the genealogy. Luke, he's the son of man. Well, how did he get to be son of man? There's a genealogy. So you have to know what the book for. John, he's the son of God. There's no genealogy. You don't need a genealogy. He came from God. All right, so you have to understand what the books are for, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's not the New Testament. Most people read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and think they read the New Testament because they show you a book with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in it, and on the back it says the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is not the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is Jesus' ministry that got you the New Testament. At the end of Matthew 26, he said, this is the New Testament in my blood. Well, you couldn't get the New Testament until after he died. As a matter of fact, if you're waiting on somebody to give you their will, you can't get it 
until after they die. So how could you get the New Testament before he died? Come on, clap your hand. You got. That's why you're teaching Christ's death, burial, and resurrection because it gives you the New Testament. It's his death, burial, and resurrection in his blood. See, that's what the New Testament gave you is his blood. You don't have a covenant without the blood. All right. Now, now let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. It said, but this I say, he who soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and he who soweth bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Tell me the way you live your life. Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give. Give your life. See, you think you're talking about giving money. We use this because you talk about giving, but really he's talking about giving your life. And then when you do something for somebody, not grudgingly, nor of necessity. God love a cheerful giver. And as you giving yourself and giving your life, helping others, every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly, not of necessity. Then he said, God love a cheerful giver. So that's why I talked about remember the poor. See, you're giving. When you give to this ministry, this ministry helps a lot of people. As a matter of fact, the people who listen to this message right now, because you give it to this message, ministry, you're helping those people get the word. See, that's what you got to understand. But look at the return. God is able, in verse number 8, to make all grace abound toward you, because you're a cheerful giver, that all grace may abound. God is also able to make all grace abound toward you, that you... Always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Otherwise, God makes sure you are able to do every good work. See, you're a giver, so when you go get a job and you will, how in the world am I going to do this? God's grace is sufficient. God put Paul in ministry that he had never done before. He sent him to a people they had never gone to before. How is he going to get this done? God's grace. Is sufficient. See, that's why when you're a cheerful giver, God gives you grace to make sure you have everything you need. He makes sure you have the ability, He makes sure you have the energy, and not only that, you got the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, He got everything you need. And the Holy Ghost lives inside of you to make sure He directs everything you do. Come on, clap your hands and thank the Lord. Now, let me show you, let, let's do those scriptures I just gave you. Remember, I can go a lot of ways, but let's do those scriptures I just gave you. Uh, Ephesians 3.20. So you're not going to help me out. I'm just going to give you the first one. All right. I gave you some scriptures. Make sure you have the next one now when I get there. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20. I didn't give you Matthew 7, did I? All right, let's go there first. I'm sorry. Thank you. That's what I need from the audience who, who are helping me, my helpers. Matthew chapter 7. So that's where you said, that's where you need to go next, Pastor. All right. Don't write your notes down in zigzag. Write them one up on another so you know. Matthew chapter 7. Now, in Matthew chapter 7, you hear, these are laws of the kingdom. You have to know how the kingdom works. And I gave you Luke. The same thing as Matthew. So if you read the same thing, Matthew 7 and 7. Watch what it says. Acts, and it shall be given. 
See, this is what people are trying to use over in the, the, the new covenant. Now, in the new covenant, God has already blessed you with all things, so why are you asking? Let me give you another thing. Why are you fasting? You're fasting because you're trying to get God to help you. Or you're trying to make yourself better. Or you, are that right? You really can make yourself better? So why did God die on the cross? You could just make yourself better. You will never get good enough to be better in God's eyesight. By grace you are saved. Not of yourselves. Not of works that any man should boast. It's the free gift of God. So what, you, what you're doing, you're doing, you're supposed to do works, good works. But you're not doing that to be saved. You're doing that because you're saved. All right. Now, in Matthew chapter number 7, in verse number 7, it says, Acts. Now, this is not your gospel. This is the gospel of the kingdom. Acting and you shall receive. Seeking you, acting and shall be given you. Seeking you shall find. Knocking the door shall be opened. Well, in the new covenant, the doors are already open. That one of the things that Jesus said, I have set before you an open door and no man can shut it. So if you're still trying to get God to open the door, that's the problem. Verse number eight, everyone that acts receive it. Everyone that seeketh find it and him that knocketh shall be opened. See, so you go through these kind of things and you think that this is what God, no, that's, that's, this is not your covenant. The new covenant doesn't start to the book of Romans. So you need to make sure you know that. The first book of Paul was the book of Romans. So that's why, let me show you something. Go to the last book in, in Acts. Read the, let's go to the last book in Acts. I'm not going to read all this. I'm going to show you what's, what's here. And you're going to be able to see something. The last book of Acts is Acts chapter 28. And verse number 16. So this is why you got the book of Acts before Romans. Rome is the last place Paul went. But it is the salvation book, especially Romans chapter 5. Everything in the book of Romans, Romans, especially chapter 5, is about really salvation and how you say it. It's the doctrinal book when you want to teach the doctrines. All right, Acts 28, 16. That's what we want. Acts 28, 16. Watch what it says. And when we came to Rome... That's how Acts ends. And when we came to Rome, the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard, and Paul was suffered to dwell by himself with a soldier that kept him. The last verse told you what he was doing in Acts chapter 28. He was preaching the kingdom of God, teaching those things which concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Those are the two messages. With all confidence, no man forbidding him. So he was doing that in Rome while he was in prison waiting to die. So that's why the book of Rome, when you, Romans, when you turn your page, you in Rome. The last book he taught is the first book that God gave us because this is the book he taught salvation. All right, so let's go through these things. Ephesians chapter number three, right? Verse 20. All right, now let's read this. Watch what it says. Now, let me say this here to you first before I do this. Faith is your spiritual ears. That's why I started out. Now, this faith is your spiritual ears that allow you to believe God, allow you to hear from God, 
allow you from, to receive from God. That's what faith does. So you want to put down, we're going to have to go next after Ephesians. Before I get into Ephesians, we're going to have to do this first. Before I get into Ephesians, Mark chapter 4, verse 23, I'm sorry, 21 through 25. Mark chapter 4, 21 through 25. All right. So you got, we got to get that because this is going to cover it. Because when the Bible says he that has ears, let him hear. You got to know what that means. When he says he that has ears, he's talking about he that has faith, let him hear. So otherwise, if you don't have faith, you can't hear what the Spirit's saying to you. You got to understand, you, we, man lost all this in the garden through Adam. All right. So let's, go, let's deal with that. Let's, uh, let's do Ephesians after this. So you already got everything on Ephesians so far. But let's go back to the Gospel of Mark now. Uh, chapter 4, verse number 21. Mark chapter 4. See, this is one of the things that Jesus taught. What you got to understand how the revelation of what he's taught. He's not talking about uh, eels per se. You have to know what eels are. Eels... How many got the verse I asked for with all the members of the body, the hearing, the seeing, the, he names them all. Mm, wow. Praise the Lord. Let me see, can I find it for you? First Corinthians chapter 12, let's go there first because that's where I'm supposed to be. Then we go back to Mark. I know, I know you were looking for it, but... I told you 1 Corinthians 12, that was easy enough. 1 Corinthians 12, let's go there and let's start reading with the uh, verse number, uh, no, 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 we're going to go to verse 12. Now, because you have to understand, this verse teaches you how you got in the body. See, if you go to a church that teaches denomination and religion, they'll tell you you got in the body by water baptism. Now, you ought to know that's not spiritual. You can't take anything natural and make it work spiritual. You learn that in, in, in John chapter 3, verse 3, 4, 5. That which is flesh is flesh, and that which is spirit is spirit. You remember, you can't, you can't use natural in the spirit realm because there's no natural in the spiritual realm. That's why you have faith. How many know what I just said? That's why you have to have faith to live now. You can't live by natural things. You don't live by... Man should not live by bread only, but by every word of God. So you live by the word. So if you're going to live by the word, you're going to have to have faith. You've got to know the word. See, this is why people are not living right here. They don't know the word. They don't know the word. See, that's why slothfulness come in it. And they blame the system and everybody else. You, you, live in a, you live in a time where you can be a doctor or a nurse if you just go to school. I mean, there are, some people will pay for you to go. That's how many people they need to work. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. For as the body is one, now this, this is a spiritual body. It's just like the natural body. The body is one, has many members. And all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. So he's likening you of the body, Christ, to your physical body. So if you know your physical body, it's just like your spiritual body. So he's going to go on, he's going to say now, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Now you know he's not talking about physical. 
All right, whether you be the Jew, the Gentile, whether it be bond or free, and all have been made to drink into one spirit. He told you spirit. For, by, for the body is not one member, but many. The foot. Now he's giving you your spiritual body. You ought to know your natural body. Your foot, the foot cannot say, because I'm not the hand, am I not of the body? So he's telling you how it is in Christ. See, there are people in this church, you could be the foot, but you're trying to be somebody else. What does a foot do? It's not hard. It's not hard. It gets you where you got to go. Come on, what do foot do? Get you. It's not hard. Just think, what do my feet do? It gets me where I got to go. So I don't need my hand to get me where I got to go. All right. Now, there are people who lost their feet. That's the only way they got to go. But that's, that's, that's not the way it's supposed to be, right? So by one spirit are we all baptized in one body, whether it be Jews or Gentiles, whether it be born or free, and have all been made to drink in the one spirit. All right. Then he tell you in verse number 14, the body is not one member, but many. The foot, if the foot shall say, I am not the hand, well, I must not be of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? No, it's not the body. And you got to know the function of the foot. And then it says, and the ear, that's what faith is. If, if the ear shall say, I'm not the eye, so I must not be of the body. But the, the, faith cannot be the eye. See, the heart is the eye. See, if you got a Bible, you ought to write that down. You may not ever hear it again. The ear is your faith. So you got to understand in the body, you have different things that you got to operate in the day. How you going to hear God? You got to hear God with your ears. Well, your ears, your faith. How are you going to receive from God? You can't receive from God with your hand. And that's what people are trying to do. You can't receive from God like that. You receive from God with your ears. He that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Whatever God has for you, come through your ears, through your faith. So then faith come by hearing and hearing. That's what most of the things you get going to come by hearing pretty much. All right. The ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not on the body. Therefore, it's not on the body. Yeah, it's still on the body. It's just not the eye. All right. The eye is the heart. If the whole body was an eye, then where was the hearing? If the whole body was a hearing, what was the smelling? Oh, he included the nose. Wait a minute. I can't smell the scripture and get, get full of the word. Just like I can't walk up to mama's dinner, my wife's dinner, and say, oh man, I tell you, I don't have to eat. You keep sniffing. After a while, you're going to come and sniff, you're dead. Because you sniffed the last 20, 25 meals. You didn't eat nothing, you just sniffed. I don't even have to eat that. I got full by sniffing. It's okay. Just keep on doing it. But after a while, you're going to come there and go to sniffing. There ain't going to be no more strength. So you got to understand, the nose is not made to hear God. Only one part of your body made to hear God, and that's your ear. That's why it's called faith. All right. So you need to put them in your body. And then it says, verse 18, but now has God set the members, every one of them in the body as he had pleased them. So all of these members is in your spiritual body. See, what has happened is 
people don't grow. That's what you started teaching Corinth. You got to grow now. You got to grow. See, it's just like if you don't, if your ear is not formed, if you haven't, your body has not formed the ear. See, you got to understand something. It's just like it was in the natural. All that had to be formed. See, that's why Paul told the church, until Christ be formed in you. How many know what that is? Galatians chapter 3, right? Chapter 4, I'm sorry. Let's go back and look at that. Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. How many know what, what scripture that is? 419, right. I'm looking at Ephesians. Won't get it there, Reverend. Won't get it there. Okay. Galatians chapter number 4 and verse number 19. My little children, of whom I travel in birth again until Christ be what? Formed. Say Christ must be formed in me. Right. So you got to come to fully maturity. Christ got to be formed in you. See, what happened is you start out with a seed. Let's go to Mark chapter 4. You start out with just a seed, Christ. Galatians 3.16. Let me go there first before I get to Mark. Man, it's just so much. Uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. You start out with just a seed. And that's why I'm going to show you the gospel of St. Luke right after this. Chapter 8. Let's go to uh, Galatians 3.16. See, when, when, when uh, Jesus taught, he taught the seed. Paul gave you the revelation of what the seed is. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 316, right? All right, let's read it. It says, now to Abraham and to his seed. Now remember, it's not seeds because it's seeds. Seeds are people. See, you need to write that down. You'll never know Matthew uh, 13, Mark 4, Luke 8 if you don't know that one right there. Seed is Christ. Seeds are people. All right. So here is Galatians 3.16. Not now to Abraham and to his seed were the promise made. He said not seeds as of many, see many people, but as of one and to thy seed, which is Christ. All right, so all the blessings came to one man. That's Christ, all right? Now, that one man is in you, but he starts out as a seed. All right, let's go back to Mark. I told you Luke, let's go to Luke 8, 11. I need to get that out of the way too. We're going we gonna to get these things. We ought to have a list, a, leak, a little list anyway. Luke chapter 8. See, the seed is the message. The seed is the word. The seed is Christ. Everybody understand that? All right. I'm the messenger. So what has to happen is when you minister to the people who go to this church, you are watering the word. My job is to make sure the seed is sown. All right. Luke chapter 8 and verse 11. Watch what it says. Luke chapter 8. And verse number 11. Now the parable is this. 
The seed is the word of God or, or the message about Christ. See, that's what the seed is. The seed is the word of God. The seed is Christ. I just showed you that in Galatians 3.16. So that's what the seed is. So my responsibility is to give you the word. The seed is the message, the word, Christ. That's my responsibility. All right. Now, if you, if you read this sometime, make sure you, you understand there's seeds and they are seeds. All right. Now, let's go back to Mark. We're just getting started. The Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 4, and where I want you to start. 21? All right, let's start verse 21. We're in the King James. We're going to stay there until we get something done. And he said to them, Is a candle brought to be put on the bushel, or on the bed, or not to be set up on the candlestick? For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested. Now, remember, you are in Jesus talking, but when you got over to Paul, it has been now manifested. In Jesus' ministry, it was covered. All right. For there's nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was there anything kept secret. It's kept secret now in Jesus' ministry, under Paul's ministry, it's been revealed. But that which shall come abroad, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. All right. What is he really telling you that you need to hear? Faith come by See, you just listen to the words. So I gave you the answer already. You have to have faith to hear. So over here on, the math, on, on his ministry, Mark, he said, if any man have ears to hear, he's saying, if any man have faith to hear, let him hear. And he said, take heed what you hear. See, he's telling you because with your ears, you can hear the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom is a law. The gospel of, I mean, sorry, the law of Moses is a law. The law of Christ is a law. The law of sin is a law. The law of death is a law. There's a law of the mind. There's a law of faith. The, all these are laws, and each one of them will work if you work them. That's why you don't need to be sitting somewhere you don't need to be and stuff start working your life. Like, How is that working? That's where you at. All right, Mark chapter 4 and, uh, and verse number 24. And he said to them, take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet. Now, do you hear what he means? Remember I told you before how you give and it shall be given you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give you a good. Watch what he tell you by here. See, all those are just laws of the kingdom. Over here he said, what measure you hear, it shall be measured to you again. And unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that has, see the key is, what is he talking about going to be given? 2 Corinthians 9, 6, he giveth more See, you got to know. You got to know what he's going to be given. See, people want more grace, but they don't want to hear no more word. I already heard that. I ain't going with one service. Y'all can do what you want to do. But you want more grace. See, watch what he says. He says, 
take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured you again. And under, the, under you that hear, more shall be given. For he that has to him shall be given. For he that has shall be given, that has faith shall be given. And he that had not faith, from him shall be taken even that which he has. See, that's what he was telling him. You, you, if you have faith, you're going to receive more because you're going to be able to get it with your faith. But the way you get grace is he giving more grace. And people don't understand, they don't want no more word, but they want more grace. They don't want to hear the word no more, but they want more grace. All right, now let's, let's do those things that I told you because I can go on and on. I need to get those things. Ephesians 3.20. Am I all right here? Ephesians 3.20. Now you have the next one ready for me, right? So I don't have to struggle for a blessing. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20. Watch what it says. Now I want you to put faith here so you know what it means. Now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundant above all that we ask or think according to what word you supposed to put there? Come on. I hear this side. I don't hear nothing over here. Faith. You need to put the word faith there. That's the power. So God is able. This is how this supposed to be read. And now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundant above all we ask or think according to the faith that what? Worketh in us. So otherwise, the faith works in you, but we know how faith works, right? Faith works by love, right? But you got to understand, faith also works as you believe. Those two words you must do, all right? That's why you got to hear, believe, walk in love. All right, now, just going to give you that. God is able to do, exceeding abundant above all we can ask to think, but it's according to faith. So what God does in our life, he does, it be, he does it through the faith in us. All right, let's look at the next one. Philippians 2.13. You, you in Ephesians, go forward. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. You enjoying the word? Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 13. See, if you go to verse 12, it'll tell you to work out your own salvation. But this is how you do it. And verse number 2, verse 13. For it is God, here it is, which worketh in us both the will and the do of his good pleasure. How does he work in us? I gave you the first verse already so you won't be telling me something off the top of my head. I gave you Ephesians 3, 3.20 already. And I told you to put faith there. Did, did you do that? All right, here we go. Now verse 13. For it is God which worketh in us. How did he do it? With your faith, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. See, this is how he does it in us with the faith he gave us. See, people want God to work in them, but they don't want the faith. They don't want no more word. They want God to keep working, but I don't have no more word. What are you going to work with if you ain't got the word? How is he going to fight for you if you ain't got no word? Let me show you that. Look at, look at uh, Ephesians 6. See, people want, oh, the Lord fights my battle. Is that right? You got the word, you, you got the word in you? It's just like going to the military. They gave you the gun and all the bullets, but, but your gun not loaded. They still in your, back, in your back pocket. 
They still in your belt around your waist. Your gun is empty otherwise. Ephesians chapter number six. Watch what it says. Ephesians chapter six. Verse 10. Let's start there. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God. Have you done that? That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers and the doctors of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all the stand. Watch what he tell you. Stand therefore, having your lawn good about with the word. Have it on the breastplate of right. All oh, that's the word. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That was to death dispensation. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Above all. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked. Watch what the next verse says. And take the helmet of salvation and not only get saved, Make sure you got the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You, you got you, you to, gotta, the Holy Spirit uses the word to fight your battles. You don't fight your battles in the new covenant. Old covenant, he fought the battle. New covenant spirit fights your battle, but he does it with the word. And taking the helmet of salvation and the sword, the sword is of the spirit. You give the word to the spirit and he fights your battle. See, you got no word, no ammunition. Then you want to shun that, shun that, shun that. Ain't no, ain't no shun that. You got to have some word. Look at somebody and say, you got to have some word. All right, now let's go back to, you got, I did Philippians, right, 2.13. I'm at Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 2.13. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Thank you, Lord, for your word. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. This word good, isn't it? 1 Thessalonians 2.13. For this cause also we thank God with our ceasing, because when you receive the word, receive the word. Well, if you don't have no faith, guess what? You can't receive the word. See, that's where people are at right now. They haven't heard enough word to even get faith. And their faith could be too weak to even hold the word up. Y'all pray my strength, Lord. <laughs> For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you receive the word, this is one of the greatest reasons why I'm telling you this here, I'm telling you as your pastor. This is one of the greatest reasons. If you understand your physical body, if your physical body is built up, your physical body is armed against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Isn't that right? Well, what's happening if your faith is weak and the enemy attack your physical body? Do you see the difference? Your faith is not strong enough to hold back your enemy. That's why you need somebody in your life who you can join your faith with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Boy, I'm telling you right now, you about to, you about to have somebody who can, who can help you out. Look at somebody and say, can you help a brother out? Yeah, when you're going through something, you need somebody else who got faith to join together with your faith. It's just like shields. Join your shield with their shield and they shield with their shield, and you can stand up against this thing. Come on, somebody. You can't be sitting around hard about, oh, well, nobody know what I'm going through. What? You about to pray for me? Somebody say amen. First Thessalonians 2.13, for this cause, also thank we God without ceasing. So when, we, when you receive the word of God, remember you had to have faith to do that, which you heard, you got to have faith to do that of us. You receive it not as the word of men, but as it in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. See, that's the faith. I told you it works in you that believe. Ephesians 3.20, now under him. That's why you got to understand who's able to do exceeding abundant above all we can actually think or according to the faith, the power that works in us. So that's what God work in you with the faith. You got to make sure you got it. There's no need to say, well, I'll go up there. People are going to think I'm already a member of the church. Member of the church is one thing. Do you have faith? That's why, he's, that's why he's, uh, the Bible told us in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Examine yourself whether you have faith. Prove your own self. No, you're not your own self that Christ is in you except you be reprobate. You got to make sure Christ is in you. If he's not in you, you don't have faith. 2 Corinthians 4, 13, we having the same spirit of faith. How do we get it? By believing. I believe and therefore I speak. That's how you have faith. When you got faith, you're able to believe. So when God said, by his stripe you were healed, you can say, hey, I believe that. And no devil in hell going to take that from me. And I don't walk around procrastinating the next five minutes. I think I am. You can't go by your feeling. You got to go by your faith. You got to go by what God says. All right, what I got next? <laughs> can y'all be ready when I get there? All I heard, Romans, Romans, Romans. Romans chapter one. Oh my God. Romans chapter 1, 15 through 17. Romans chapter one, verse 15 through 17. If you have to, just stand up and say, Pastor, this is what it says. It's okay, you know what I mean? Romans chapter one, verse 15 through 17. I got that. Don't think you're not embarrassing me. That is plain and simple. That's how I got my lesson. When I, when I was in, 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 in the school and uh, in, in the starting beginning of the church too, I had one verse I learned. Not going to tell you what it is. One day you'll find out for yourself. Shorter verse in the Bible. That's all I knew. And every time they come to Sunday school, they say, Earl, you learn, what the verse you learned this week? I stand up like this here and I said, Jesus wept. I said a scripture and I said, Jesus wept. I mean, said, boy, that boy got a weeping Jesus, ain't he? Every week he weeping. All right, Romans chapter one, verse 15. Paul says, so much is in me is. So much is in me is. 
I am ready to preach the gospel to you that is in Rome also. Why was he ready? Why was he so ready? Because his faith was built up. He was strong in the faith. That's why he was ready. You can't boost nobody's car off if your battery dead. You come over trying to get me a boost off it. I'm already going, mm, mm. Matter of fact, I'm tick, 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 tick. And you already going, mm, We ain't going nowhere. Here we go. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God. The gospel of Christ is the power of God. Under salvation. Otherwise, this is the only way you can be saved. To everyone that believeth. So if you don't have faith, how are you going to get it? So when God, when, somebody, when, the, priest, when the gospel of Christ is preached, it's for you to get faith. Because when the gospel of Christ is preached the next time, it's so you can believe. You can't believe what it's saying if you never got the faith. That's why Romans 10, 17, so then faith come by hearing, not just I heard. You have to hear until you get to faith. You only start out with a seed. You got to be watered. And then God give an increase. So you got to understand, people, people got a seed. They still walk around with a seed. That's what Jesus told you in one of his gospel. The man came back and said, oh, I know you was uh, 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 this kind of man, whatever. I, I hid it. That's why he doesn't have any more. See, people understand, you're trying to get something done, but you don't have the faith. So you need to take your time out one day and say, Lord, are you really in here? Like Jeremiah, show me a sign. You ever watch Jeremiah, you've been laughing because it's all you always told. When God told him to show him a sign, he said, I, I can't do this by myself. Show me a sign, Lord. He said, I put my word in your mouth, Jeremiah. Speak, it's time for you to speak. So the angel followed him and he says, what seest thou, Jeremiah? Checking him out. So what I see a almond tree, a rod of an almond. I see an almond tree at full bloom. See? He says, I'm ready to time to do my word. See, the tree was letting him know it's time. It's time for me to do my word in you. It's time for you to speak. See, once that word comes to full bloom, you got no seed, man. We're talking about what? We don't see no seed no more. What seed thou, Jeremiah? I see an almond tree. It's time for you to speak. See, once the word becomes the tree in you, now it's time for you to speak. So you got to understand something. If, if you still got the seed or you're still carrying the baby in you with no ear, no toe, no, you, ain't you ain't time yet. Do everybody hear what I'm saying? If your tree don't have no fruit, it ain't time yet. See, that's why your, your tree, Christ in you, got to begin to bring forth the fruit. You don't have anything to give nobody, tree. If you see it, you show don't. And if your tree don't have no fruit, you show can't feed nobody. Do everybody understand how this works? God put Christ inside of you. He is the tree of life. You must bring forth fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, so you can feed others. I'm going to stop right there. Come on, clap your hands.
Come on now, you, you can do better than that. All that word you ate today, come on. Let's thank the Lord for his word. Man, I got so much word, I couldn't get it all out today. I got as much as out as I could. Now let's thank God again for his word. Before you can receive your salvation, you're going to have to believe God. That's why we keep doing 1 Corinthians 15. That's why you hear people saying, why they keep reading that same verse? We, we keep hearing that same verse over. Come on, stand up on your feet. We keep hearing that same verse over and over and over and over. Oh, I know you do. But faith doesn't come because you heard. Faith comes because of hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Why am I doing that? So you can have faith. I don't want you just to have faith. I want your faith to be developed. I want the Christ in you is to become a not, not a young boy, but a man. So you can be able to handle your situation. When you a man give you the sword, you go fight. First Corinthians chapter 15. We talk about David. We're not going to send, send you out there 16 years old. That's old covenant. That's why Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, that's where you at. One mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 15, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you which also you have received and where you stand by which also you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you unless you believed in vain. For I de delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scripture and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. And the Bible says he was seen a man, seen a man all, even 500 at one time. So it wasn't that a mystery that he was hidden. He was seen after he rose from the dead. So you got to understand something. Christ already died for you. He's already been buried for you. He's already been raised from the dead for you. Now you got to believe that so you can get your faith. And the more you believe, the more you hear, the more you believe, the more your faith grows. It's faith supposed to grow until it has fruit. Faith is your tree. It's your ear. You got your ear. You got your eyes. You got your heart. See, you got to keep growing. So you have the fullness in you. That, see, Christ, that's what he was. He got the fullness of the God in the My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little 
or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.